everyone. Welcome to the Tried and Truly podcast, where you'll find encouragement, community, and biblical truth from the God that truly never fails. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Tried and Truly podcast. And this is going to be our last episode of season one. Season one. Which I can't even (laughs) believe. Lori and I are so incredibly thankful for this platform and really for everyone who has supported us throughout this whole journey. We've just just felt blown away by all the encouragement, all the love we receive, all the feedback from people. So we just want to thank everyone so incredibly much. I completely agree, Michelle. And for me personally, this podcast has been such a blessing because over the last year, I've personally felt so much spiritual growth because when we started this podcast, it was really in response to what we felt like God's calling was Mm -hmm. for us to just share our faith publicly. And that can be a really scary thing. Yes. But as we've received feedback and emails and people just sharing that, hey, that episode connected with me or you know I've I've had similar thoughts or feelings it's really just been affirming that even though this has been a scary adventure as we started <laughs> yeah this is really what God was calling us to do yeah absolutely I feel the exact same way and we're going to be taking a, a short hiatus for this summer because I am having a baby soon Yay. in like three <laughs> weeks <laughs> Which is hard to believe. And the past year has gone by so fast, um, in part from all the fun that we've been having (laughs) on this podcast. (laughs) Over the break, we'll be, um, you know, still working on creating new content and also taking some time to just spend with our families and be really excited for season two. Yes, I'm looking forward to season two already. And Michelle, while you're out cuddling your babies, <laughs> I am going to be committed to trying to get our social media, our Instagram up and running. So I'm really excited about that. So you can follow us at Tried and Truly Podcast. And I have to be honest, a 41-year-old trying to use Instagram, all of a sudden <laughs> I remember trying to teach my grandma how to use her remote control for this satellite dish. (laughs) It's like the same thing. So bear with me. Give me some grace as I figure that out. (laughs) You're doing an awesome job. I don't understand it either. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But if you have enjoyed any of our episodes, hopefully you've enjoyed them all. But if you've enjoyed any of them, we would love for you guys to go out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Um, Feel free to even write a review. That's awesome too. But it is our hope and prayer that someone will go out to Apple Podcast and search Christian Podcast and Tried and Truly will show up. So over this break, if you can really help support us and share us, and we just really appreciate the encouragement you've given us, and we're so excited to kick off season two. Yes. All right, Lori, so let's jump into today's episode on Mom Guilt. Okay, Lori, I'm really excited today to be talking about mom guilt with you. And as we have reflected on the past year, you know, so many things have been canceled. Vacations, weddings, family get-togethers. And with that in mind, I've got one more trip you're going to have to cancel (laughs) and permanently cancel. And it is your mom guilt trip. I love it. Canceled. (laughs) Mom guilt trip canceled. You know, looking back over the past year, it's almost like one year to the 
to the week or day even yeah. that seems like school was let out. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot of good things out of it. A lot less activities to run to, a lot more family dinners, but it's also been a really hard year with kids at home all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, tearing apart the house and not having that structure. And I feel like last March when in-person school ended, instantly all of these at-home classrooms were posted on social media and like the picture-perfect classroom you need to have at at your house and all the homeschool activities you should be doing. And I'm an accountant. I'm not a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And with all that experience is like so much guilt wrapped up inside of that. You know, guilt that my kid's going to fall behind, guilt that I'm not doing enough to to teach yeah. him, to keep him on track. In all that guilt, it's like, where did I turn to? I turned to Instagram and social media and Pinterest to get more ideas on activities to do for him. When really looking back, it's like I should have been turning to God yeah. to see what he wanted me to be doing with my kids in this crazy time. So I feel like, you know, we have a tendency to look at the world for our approval. And we ultimately need to be looking to God right. for the gold standard and how should we be parenting our children, not to <laughs> the internet. <laughs> so where does where does mom guilt hit you the hardest? Uh, I have a long list of mom guilt <laughs> that I have to be so intentional about fighting, warding off. Yeah. Um, I'm going to share a few just so that you know I'm with you on this. So first of all, one that has just really been with me since I became a mother was the fact that my desire, my drive to have a career. And I've always been a working parent. In fact, when Amaya was born 18 years ago, I returned to work six weeks after giving birth. And it's not even the fact that I was, that I'm a working mom. It's actually the fact that I desire to be a working Mm -hmm. mom. And I have a lot of friends that are amazing stay-at-home moms. And when they tell stories about the fact that they always knew they wanted to be a stay-at-home mom or after, you know, they saw their their child's beautiful face, they decided, I need to stay at home. They felt that calling. Like I get this pang in my heart, like, what's wrong with me? Mm. (laughs) I've never had that feeling. Um, I mean, I've wanted to be like, super like independently wealthy, just all of a sudden win the lottery. So I didn't have to work. (laughs) But I'd probably still hire a nanny. (laughs) Well, and I think it's I think it's funny, like, no matter if we're a working mom or a stay at home mom, There's so much guilt that we feel both ways, you know, because I stay at home, but I feel guilty because I'm not spending enough time with them, playing with them on the floor. Mm -hmm. So it goes both ways. No matter where you're at, I feel like as moms, we can always find things to feel guilty about. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And sometimes it's not even like the big life decisions that we can give ourselves grief over. Sometimes it's just like the five minutes in the day where I've just lost my patience or my cool. And then we just beat ourselves up over Mm -hmm. those, those situations. And sometimes I wonder, my patience with other people's children is like completely amazing. (laughs) And I'm wondering, why can't I be as patient with my own (laughs) children as I am with other Mm -hmm. people's? So we're not sharing these, you know, guilts, our, our motherhood woes to rant or to vent, but really just to let you guys know that we're in it with you. Like we feel it too. We have the same obstacles when it comes to wanting to be that perfect mom. Mm-hmm. But there's good news. Yeah. And that's what we're here to talk about. Yes, absolutely. So I want to talk about like, what is God's desire for us as a mom? Because obviously, 
God's desire is not for us to scroll the internet and find the best like sensory activity for my kid that I have to do that day or else I'll be a bad mom. We need to look to God. So what does the Bible say about how we should conduct ourselves as moms? And we really only need to worry about what God says, not what culture says or what, what anyone thinks of us. And surprisingly, when you look at what God tells us to do as a parent, he does keep it pretty simple. And and maybe it's not surprising, like maybe he knows us and he knows, we need he knows simple. that we need basic <laughs> instructions. Let's break her down. <laughs> exactly. In order to raise our child to be a godly child, we want to raise them to know and love God and to love others. And I think everything else is kind of like background noise. If we Mm -hmm. can really instruct and bring up our kids to know God and to love him and love others, that's kind of God's instruction to us. But I love in uh, Deuteronomy 6, it's after the Ten Commandments, and he says, these commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. It's not just on Sunday when we take them to church, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like every day incorporate God into your conversation. When you walk around with your kids, when you're playing with them, we can work God's love into into the conversation and and really impress that on their hearts. And I also liked in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, talks about children obeying your parents in the Lord because it is right. Every mom loves that. Everyone loves (laughs) obey your mother and father. (laughs) But I think we have to keep reading because it says, as for parents, don't provoke your children to anger, but raise them with discipline and instruction about the Lord. That's pretty simple. That's pretty direct. (laughs) Which is so great. And it's so comforting that Mm -hmm. although we put all these external pressures on ourselves, God doesn't. God doesn't. Exactly. All God really is wanting for us is to raise our children in the Lord. To me, that means sharing the good news of Jesus with our kids, following God's commands to love the Lord above all else. And I think the best thing we can do to model that for our kids is to love God ourselves. And I think along with that, we need to treat our kids with grace and compassion, but also treat ourselves with grace and compassion. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I love that verse that you shared because it really narrows down what our focus needs to be, like what we're being called to accomplish as parents. And the Bible says that we are being called to raise our kids so they know the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? And that's our job. That's our mission. That's what God's calling us to do as parents. What the Bible doesn't say is, Lori, run the PTO. Lori, be the room mother. Coach your kids' teams or host the biggest and best birthday party. He's not telling us that, which is a good thing because my girls have never had like one of those friend birthday parties at Chuck E. Cheese. So we just haven't done that. But no. Why start now? Yeah, why start now? They're half grown. (laughs) But he's not telling us that. No, he's saying, love me. And love your kids by sharing me yeah, with them. Absolutely. And the fact that we're putting these these self-imposed expectations on us to do right means that we're simply trying our best and we need to offer ourselves as much grace as we offer someone else. Right. Yeah. And I think that by relying on all those worldly expectations, trying to live up to those, when we don't reach them, that's when we feel the guilt creep in yeah. and I think the word that the Bible uses a lot 
to describe maybe feelings of guilt or shame that we assign to ourselves is condemnation. And Paul tells us in Romans 8, 1, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Jesus. If God is telling us there is now no condemnation, then who are we to consistently feel guilty, condemning (laughs) ourselves? Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the difference between the conviction we have through the Holy Spirit versus condemnation, because I think we can confuse it. And we're not even qualified to condemn ourselves. No, we're not the judge. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But we do it every day. For example, you know, say I yell at my kids. Okay. I immediately feel convicted to do better, but I also feel guilty and I immediately feel shame that I went there, that I escalated the situation when they're just little kids and I'm the adult. I should do better. I should be able to control myself, control my temper. And and then I'm thinking of what is my next reaction to the guilt that I feel? So am I going to condemn myself and continue mm-hmm. to spiral in that shame? Or can we feel convicted and ultimately go to God? Condemnation is separating us from God. And of Satan. Yeah. 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 And then conviction, I think, can lead us to God. Are we turning to God and praying and asking him for forgiveness? Or are we kind of spiraling in in that guilt? Mm -hmm. You actually um, were just talking to to me about this the other day. And so something you had read that you shared with me, and it really struck, was that condemnation is us saying that we have to be perfect. And when we think that the only way we are loved or the only way we are worthy or good enough is if we're perfect. And so that's what we're heaping this guilt on ourselves because we know we're not perfect. And instead of us turning to God and saying, I've been convicted that I'm not perfect, please help me learn to do better and to grow and for tomorrow to be better or my next five minutes to be better. Instead, we just heap guilt on ourselves because we're saying, you're not worthy to be loved. You're not worthy to be a parent of this child. Like how many times have you said that in your head? Like, yeah, I'm not worthy to be this kid's parent. I'm a bad mom. That's not true. You're human. You're a good mom. You love your kids, but you're not perfect. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to acknowledge that our mom guilt it's not just going to go away. We're human, like you said, and those feelings of, of guilt can sneak in and creep in. But when that happens, we need to take the thought captive, take the guilt that we're feeling captive and fight it with God's truth. And so we have three ways that we can overcome mom guilt when those feelings of guilt creep in. So the first one is to just remember that God picked us to be the caregivers of our children. It was in his plan from the very beginning for me to be the mom to my kids and for you to be the mom to your kids. And it's just a humbling reminder that kind of can take your mind off of those feelings of guilt. And it really helps me to remember that I'm their mom for a reason. I am the the perfect parent for this child. I'm not perfect, but I was perfectly chosen to be their mom. It makes you qualified. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you qualified to be their hand handpicked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think another thing is when I have feelings of guilt and where I'm feeling inadequate as a mom to like immediately stop in my tracks and pray for my kids. 
I have incredible limitations as an earthly mother, but we can see God's provision and guidance for our children by like interceding with prayer on their behalf. Yes. How often do we sit and we just simply pray for our kids? We pray for other people. We hear of things going on in other people's lives and we pray for them. Mm -hmm. We pray when things aren't going well in our own personal lives and situations. We pray with our kids, right? At dinner, at bedtime. But as a parent, how often do we just pray for our kids? We're never going to be perfect, but our Heavenly Father is the perfect parent. And we need to try when we're feeling guilty. We simply just stop and pray for our kids and see if that changes our perspective at all. Mm -hmm. That's good. And the last thing I would say is just refusing, like as stubborn as I am. (laughs) We need to just stubbornly refuse to miss out on the beautiful moments of motherhood because of these feelings of inadequacy. We're going to look back on these years with our kids. We're not going to remember the things we worried about. Mm -hmm. We're not going to remember the days we lost our temper. But we're going to look back and we're going to reflect on the fact that we raised some pretty darn good kids. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to miss out on those special moments because – We're feeling guilty about our own limitations. And like you said, Michelle, like we are the perfect mom for our kids. God picked us out to share the instructions of the Lord with those children. And that's the most important lesson in life. If we look back on raising our children and we know that we've shared Jesus with them, we're doing exactly what we're called to be doing. Yeah. So our prayer for this episode is that it'll really encourage you as a mom to just remember that you're perfectly chosen to be the mom to your kids and to cancel those feelings of mom guilt, cancel that mom guilt trip. Canceled. And we hope that it will lead you closer to Christ. Can I get a refund? hope you've enjoyed this episode of the tried and truly podcast be sure to subscribe leave us a rating on apple podcasts and check us out at tried and truly to see our show notes and more see you next time